Welcome to Yo 11 Minutes. Yo 11 Minutes, mostly Vegas, no BS, casino experience, and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert, and as we learned yesterday, has a crush on Baccarat. He also helps people turn their travel dreams into reality. And now, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's going great. A little tired, but going great. It's been a long week, even though it's the middle of the week now, but it's okay. Sometimes some weeks are some weeks are like that. That's right. And it's, it's only one, but it's hump day. At least it's, it's a fun name for the middle of the week. So yeah, it's a good point. There's that at least. Right. Okay. Question. I noticed yesterday when you were holding up the two different book covers about Baccarat, where it was Renzoni on Baccarat and Lyle Stewart on Baccarat, both of them had the same hand, I guess it's called, showing with a king and a nine. And my question to you is, what is the significance of a king and a nine in Baccarat? I, I thought you would never ask. So I the actually, significance is that, that that is the best hand in Baccarat. And that is a natural nine. Why is it a natural nine? Because basically tens face cards or the monarchy do not count. They're just zeros. So two face cards is not a 20. It's a zero. And actually zero means Baccarat. And if you want some more trivia, you know, I don't know if you realize this or if you've heard this in Baccarat where people yell monkey. Nope. Okay. At Baccarat tables, people are like, monkey, monkey, monkey. Monkey refers to the face cards. Uh, but what happened is it actually was uh, the, originally the word that people were screaming was monarchy. You know, like kings, queens, jacks. And that sort of morphed itself into the word monkey. But basically, a face card with a nine mm -hmm. is the highest hand you can get in Baccarat, which is a natural nine when those two are dealt. That hand cannot lose, but might not win. Why might it not win? Yes. It might not. <coughs> excuse me. It might not win because you could have a tie. You could have a tie. So you could have a nine versus a nine. So it won't lose because a tie is a push. So it definitely. So when I say you might not win, you're not going to lose, but you might push if it went because nine, nine, it could be a nine, nine tie. So if the player hand was a nine and the banker hand. And you're going to say, okay, so how does this number sequence work in Baccarat? Well, when you have a nine and an ace, that's a 10, which becomes a zero. So okay. a nine and an ace is a zero. Mm -hmm. And then it just keeps going. So nine and two is a one and that kind of stuff. So it basically just circles around. You get up to the number nine and then you come back to zero and the others. You cannot go higher than nine. Gotcha. So everyone always loves to show the nine hand. And if you look a little bit behind me, mm -hmm. doo -doo, look Natural at the license plate. The nine. Yep. There, there you is. go. It all comes together. And that concludes <laughs> our Baccarat talk for today. And now it's time Baccarat for the news and views. 
All American Bar and Grill inside Rio Las Vegas is closing next month. A decade-old restaurant is saying goodbye to its off-strip casino location. Officials with the Rio Hotel and Casino announced the last day of service for the All-American Bar and Grill will be Tuesday, February 13th. The restaurant, which is over a decade old, is known for its classic American flavors and approachable fare while being a cornerstone of the casino. Officials also stated a new restaurant and bar concept would take the space of the All-American Bar and Grill in the upcoming weeks that will modernize the space and provide an even better dining experience. The move comes as the Rio continues its multi-year property-wide transformation. The space is slated to be transformed into a brand new, soon-to-be-announced American concept. Construction on the new restaurant is set to begin Wednesday, February 14th. And that's going to do it for the news. And now for the views. Michael, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that as long as it's Gordon Ramsay not opening a burger restaurant <laughs> in a place, we're all good. But actually, All-American Bar Grill, I remember that because I used to stay at the Rio. I like. I actually liked the Rio a lot. They had really good Baccarat. And they... It was it was a it was a solid place. It was like somewhere that you wouldn't rave about, but you would never complain about. It was just like so, a solid food place. There was so much good food at Rio back in the day, and actually that reminded me that I was at Rio on eight eight zero eight because I love numbers. Mm. Interesting. All right. Yeah. yeah. Is is a similar? Have you been to the? Um, I think it's called the the American Cafe at New York, New York, and it's similar to that. I haven't been, but I don't know. I don't know if it's similar to that. Because when I was there, there's a place in Caesars, which is like it too. Okay. Because I'm thinking it's kind of like that. Because it was basically just American food, you know, just burgers, eggs, you know, breakfast, lunch, kind of a place. And it was the same. It's the same thing. It's not like it's not anything to rave about, but it's not horrible either. It's just like yeah, it's food. It's it's good. I mean, the, yeah, I think the I setting is of, nice. The setting has. I was a, thinking of Cafe Americano at Caesars, which I don't actually love. But the one this this place was good. This All American Bar and Grill in, inside Rio was fine. Like it was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, like nothing, like nothing bad. At least for our, I mean, I only ate there like once or twice, and it's obviously a million years ago. I actually didn't. I thought I thought it's been around more than a decade. That's sort of interesting. So what are we? Twenty twenty four, twenty twelve. Okay, that's. I think it's been around longer than a decade. That that would be an interesting thing to say. When did All American Bar and Grill open? Remember, they had at Rio. They had great buffets too. Mm-hmm. The uh, Carnival World, I think it was the Carnival World buffet, and the sea, and they had a seafood the buffet. seafood buffet. It, yeah, they had two separate buffets, which is pretty huge to have like two major buffets that were like the best in the city for a very long time i mean i think somewhere up until like 2010 or something like that because i think that was one of their claim to fames as an off-strip property was their mm-hmm. buffet i guess the new claim to fame for off-strip property buffets is the palms buffet especially on their lobster nights have you gone to the palms buffet yet because i hear people say really good things about it but i also see that people queue in like three hour lines which totally turns me off yeah i have not been i haven't even been to palms um in all my vegas years i haven't been there yet i don't know why i just i just haven't been there 
at all. That's so interesting. That's actually that's really really intriguing. Well, you know, remember I used to I used to stay over at Rio. So if yeah. you were at Rio, you were so close to Palms, so it just made sense. And I used to go to that other Chinese place across the street, Ping Pang. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of it. I have. I have heard of that place. I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, which property is that? Ugh, I'm going blank today. I mean, it's like it's really setting in. I can remember like things that I can't remember, but that's a Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Uh, that that place was awesome. That Chinese restaurant at Gold Coast. So I used to I used to go to all those places because I was down at the at the Rio. So mm. that was sort of cool. Good good memory lane stuff. I think you really do need to try that Palms buffet though. I've I, I think it's supposed to be really good. So I'm I'm sort of curious about uh, it. I haven't talked to anyone about it. Do a, you like those kind of things? A three-hour line is uh, not something that I would do for food. I, I don't, you know, if I'm hungry, I'm not waiting three hours to eat. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe someday when, uh, maybe maybe in uh, December of this year when things are very slow, uh, I'll, I'll go down there. But I... I I can't tolerate the idea of a three-hour line just to get into a buffet. I mean, it must be a spectacular buffet, but is there a fast pass option? (laughs) There usually is some kind of fast – or there's some kind of like way that you can finagle it, like go at like 8 o'clock at night or something. You know what I mean? Like past the time that all the off-strip senior (laughs) casino people want to go. Because nobody over nobody over sixty five years old wants to eat past six o'clock at night. I'm generalizing here. Uh oh, we'll get hate mail from people over sixty five years old who like to eat late at night. I heard it was like but, four but, p.m. or like something like that. There's a Seinfeld episode that that sort of dealt with that topic. Uh, senior citizens in Florida, and something about they were jealous because uh, Jerry's dad showed up in a in a Cadillac. He's like, oh, it must be nice to eat at 5 p.m., you know, <laughs> because he was eating later than everybody else or something like that. Uh, I forget. What that, was. Uh, that early bird, those early birds. Yeah, yeah. Those kind of deals. That's that's. <laughs> It's it's a little it's a little much. Well, anyway, moving moving on because we are talking about food. We're going to have quite a few slides of food to show you. All right, it is time for the tea. Okay, so our tease was we found the best casino VIP lounge. And I like to say that, you know, remember, this is like mere mortals. These are casino VIP lounges or a casino VIP lounge that's not for the ultra VIPs or whales. So it's just for people with normal status levels. And I'm going to say, and this was brought up by the fact that Caesars Laurel lounges had that fact that they downgraded those lounges. I'm going to say that the Amphora Lounge at Borgata, for what it offers, for the number of people that it offers, and the consistency of it is great. So this is Amphora at Borgata, and you need to be Borgata. You need to be MGM Rewards Gold or higher, and they have a twelve dollar and fifty cent copay. But I think the lounge is really great. It's consistently great. These pictures are over like a three-year period. I don't really usually take that many pictures in lounges, but these pictures are over like a three-year period. They have nice seafood. 
They've got great desserts. Their cocktails are kick-ass. They have espresso. They have little ice cream things. Look at those shrimp. The shrimp are wonderful. Uh, they have really nice soups. And I think that, you know, for a for a lounge, this this is offering quite a bit. I mean, the menu is quite consistent. It's that way from year to, you know, from day. It doesn't change that much. They always have some kind of carving station or roast beef, and they always have hot dogs. And that is a really, really big thing for me. They have great hot dogs. They have salmon, mm. and they have a lot of other dishes. So I think for bang for your buck, especially because MGM Gold is not a super high status. I think this is really great. And considering the really great cocktails and a pretty good selection of food, for a solo gambler, this is an awesome option for dinner. And I've done it with a lot of friends before. Also, talking hot dogs, I do have a, a great series of pictures with Dom. I call it my Dom Doms and Dogs, Dom Perignon and hot dogs. So maybe we'll maybe we'll cover that one time just uh, for shits and giggles. So the question becomes, and I'll go now. I'm going to go back to a few people we're talking about comments, and a few you know, and it's true with most of these with most of these language lounges, like Stephen said uh, in commenting when we were talking about the downgrades of the Caesars Lounge, I don't really understand the obsession with lounges. It's just finger food and drinks in some room tucked away next to the janitor's closet. I guess after losing five or six figures in a year of gambling, you need something to, to justify your degeneracy. <laughs> and it's true what you're saying there, because most lounges don't offer a lot of food and beverage. But as you see here, you know what they do at Amphora, like this is a this is a legitimate meal. And if you're by yourself and don't want to go to a restaurant, you're getting a huge amount of value for twelve fifty in comps, especially if you drink, because the wines are decent too. So between the wines and the cocktails, and uh, I was another comment we got the other day when we were talking about the Caesars downgrades was from Jay Scott, and he said, "Ever since El Dorado purchased Caesars, it has gone to shit. No room service, no diamond lounges, Laurel lounges, no service." Free play sucks. Caesar's Palace in the middle of the strip once was a premier casino. So disappointing. Big mega companies all worry about sucking the blood from all their customers. I'm still Diamond Elite, but really thinking of switching to win. That's a great conversation. So should I switch? Ooh, put that on, put that on a list, Movestro. Should I switch from Caesars to win? That's a good pros and cons. We'll we'll talk about that one next week. I think that's actually that'll be a lot of fun. And Trey was kind enough to remind me when I said the other day that they got rid of the lounges in Vegas and they're using vouchers for drinks. He is correct. They finally, Caesars finally got all their IT together and the drinks are on your card. So the daily four drinks for $25 are on your player's card and you just hand your player's card to the bartender and they pull those drinks. You no longer need to get vouchers from the kiosk. And I should have known that. Because I got, I love using those uh, free drinks for Caesars, Diamond Plus, and above at the Martha Mar, at the Martha at the Martha Stewart Bar at the Martha Stewart Restaurant at Paris. So yes, you don't need vouchers anymore. So here's the big question: Why not Vegas? Why doesn't Vegas have these incredible lounges like Atlantic City? And the easy answer. They don't have to. 
<laughs> basically Vegas, you know, people are coming to Vegas anyway. Lots of non-gamblers, convention people, and even gamblers. They just don't have to offer it. But there is a little bit of joy on the horizon because it looks like Mirage Rock, which is now part of Hard Rock, now has their incredible Plum Lounge. And that's really, really cool because the Plum Lounge is the higher level VIP lounge in the Hard Rock, in the Unity Icon program. I think there's another, I think there are other lounges called like Icon, but it's very interesting that there's going to be a Plum Lounge at uh, Barrage Rock because now Plum is for X card, which I guess would be equivalent to almost equivalent to Noir, but there are no Noir lounges. And the only Noir lounge that I know of is the Society Lounge at Borgata. But I think this is a really, really good positive sign that Mirage Rock or eventually Hard Rock is dipping its feet into the lounge stuff with Plum, because if they do Plum, they're probably going to do a lounge that's a lower tier lounge. So that will be interesting to, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, because it would be great to have lounge options. And honestly, this is a super smart move by Mirage Rock, because they can totally differentiate themselves, because nobody else, for all intents and purposes, has lounges in Vegas Yes, VIP check-in room at Bellagio and the MGM properties. Wynn has an RFB lounge, but it's so light on food and beverage and other stuff. And Plum is spot on, like filet mignon and lobster kind of lounge. So this is an interesting development, which I would love to hear people's experiences. And of course, we don't know everything. I mean, Movestro knows everything, but I don't know everything. So if... There's another lounge or something in Vegas that we've totally forgotten about or somewhere else in a country that you love a lounge. We would love to hear from you. I was as you were talking about this, I remembered that I once went to. I believe it was a diamond lounge, whatever it was, it was at. I want to say it was at Paris. I could be wrong, though, and I went with Mr. Eric Rosenthal. He, he invited me as his guest into this lounge i had absolutely no business being in uh considering i i don't use players cards for anything but he wanted to show me what the experience was like and i remember it was a decent experience and like there was all this finger food but there was also food food uh and it was pleasant and it was like closed off from the rest of the other place and you know it's just a place to sort of chill have a couple of drinks you know and you didn't have to mix with gen pop yeah, yeah, you didn't have to be mixed with the general population. Uh, it was nice. Uh, I don't remember if I considered trying to work up to a level where I can have that. But I do remember it being a pleasant experience. Um, I mean, it's a nice little, you know, extra benefit to have, you know, if if, if you if you play a lot and, and, and gather your points and, and go after those comps. It seems pretty cool to have this little touch of exclusivity. Um, but without that... These days is like, you know, what do you really get? Like, you know, except for maybe a, a nice snack cart in your room, perhaps, or something. But I think I think that they need to like, they should bring them back in some form. Uh, because it was, it was a decent experience. That, that seems like a good reason to like it probably points. It probably was Paris. The Paris lounge used to be really a nice space. They kept cutting the food. Like it was at one point it was better. They would have like a couple of little like 
they'd have like chicken wings or something they would do every day. That was a nice space, and that's now Vanderpump's. So we knew it was all over, and the lounge was never going to come back at Paris once they announced that that was going to become the Vanderpump at Paris. But it was a super, it was a super nice, is a super nice space. I think your point about bringing back lounges is a good one. I think there is a place for them. I think if casinos are worried about abuse of lounges, like people going too often, I think there are lots of ways to solve that problem. You know, either by requiring you to do some play on the day that you use the lounge or just limiting the number of times you can access the lounge per year, you know, based on your tier points. But I think it is a great perk. And I think one of the parts of it that's a really important perk is it makes people feel special. The problem here is obviously this is something that makes people feel special that the casino property has to pay money for. But Caesars was really one of the first ones to implement uh, ubiquitous kind of VIP lines and check-in, you know, for like cardholders and also like cut the taxi cab line by showing your Caesars diamond card. And these perks cost the hotel very little money but they make people feel important and they make people feel good. And I think that's the that's a really a great advantage. And just like you were saying, you're outside a gen pop. It's a place to chill. It's a place to get a drink. It's a place to get a bite. And I think there definitely is a purpose for that. And I think all of this cost cutting is not looking at the big picture because I think you will potentially lose customers over that or lose loyalty you know maybe now that the caesar's lounges in atlantic city suck someone will finally say you know i was loyal to caesar's in atlantic city i'd get my rooms in vegas i'd go to my lounge in atlantic city but now that we don't have the lounges really in atlantic city fuck it i'm gonna go play at win or somewhere else you know if i'm not getting as much advantage in atlantic city and i'm not getting lounges an advantage that i that i want in vegas you know, maybe I'm going to go see what it's like at the other properties, like Cough Cough, Barrage Rock. So it's something to think about. I mean, I, it's definitely it definitely could be a competitive element, and there's definitely a way to avoid abuse. That being said, uh, before we get going, do you have any uh, closing remarks? What's on your mind? Nothing much is on. Uh, nothing else is on my mind. I I think it was. I think it was a great week, and we have a good. What to say? I said something. You'll remind me later what I said. We're going to talk about next week because you know my short term memory isn't so good. Should I play at Win instead of at Caesars, or I think it was uh, yes. transfer to Win from Caesars as far as loyalty goes? Yeah, I think that was. A, I think that was an interesting one. I have a couple other things on my uh, on on my list too. Also, we've got to we've got to investigate. Tommy Rinzoni's death. I'm definitely, we've got to do that. I can't find anything on it, man. Like I was looking and it's like, he doesn't exist on the internet. Like he gets mentioned in uh, history of Baccarat articles. Uh, But as far as his death goes, like trying to find his cause of death. um, We're going to, we're going to cover that next week. We are going to crack this. I mean, this is, this is major, major news. We're, (laughs) that's what, that's what you rely on us for to to crack news from 50 years ago. Yeah. That's the thing. There was no internet 50 years ago. So it's kind of hard to find (laughs) uh, stuff like that. I couldn't even find a Wikipedia article about him at all. Like he doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. 
So that'll be our history moment next week because we have to use that great history moment in- intro thing. So that that <laughs> is great. Well, anyway, another great week. Thank you for humoring me with my crush on Bakra, Mr. Movestro, and for your insights on the lounges and the wonderful job that you do every week on the Vegas News. Happy to do it. All right. And that's going to do it for this episode. Luxury travel booking, Travel Zork Travel. Visit us at TravelZorkTravel.com to plan your next amazing vacation. And please join the conversation on social media. You can find us easily. All social platforms are at Travel Zork. We'll see you next time.